Chapter 24 You found us! Her mother said tearfully as she held her daughter tightly. Yeah. Silverbell managed only this one word for fear of bursting into tears of joy herself. We've missed you every second of every day. Her father's hug felt just the same, so strong and so perfect, that Silverbell would have been mad at herself for not remembering it if she had not been so happy. Me too! Silverbell gathered her emotions together through slow, methodical breaths. But... but I didn't remember anything about you. She broke off from their hug to look them both in the eyes. Her mother had green eyes, her father had blue. She knew this. She had known this for many years. But why was it all just coming back now? I'm so sorry. Her mother took Silverbell's face in her hands, her palms soft, her touch warm. That's what the pit does. It erases us from their world to keep us truly safe here. The pit? Silverbell repeated. That's where you are, her father explained. This is a little pocket world safe from all the horrors of reality, built by music and hidden by music. Come and see. Her mother took one hand and her father took the other, and together they slowly led Silverbell back to the edge of the orchestra pit. You know Kai and Ty? Her father gestured to the two young men at the piano on the stage, dallying away at the keys, decorating the air above them with magical light and magnificent shapes. The twin pianists, Silverbell remembered, as if she had never not known. They were a few years older than Silverbell, and maybe even older than Poem, but both had young, jovial smiles and young, jovial eyes and young, jovial hands skillfully making music. They're playing the spell that hides this place, her father explained. One of them is playing always, her mother then said. But both of them play sometimes, her father added. It is a powerful spell, her mother admired. And a beautiful song. Silverbell sighed. It had been so long and so many memories ago that she had heard music like this. But you, Silverbell. Her mother looked down on her with pride and joy, a look Silverbell had forgotten she adored, but had somehow been looking for all along. You found us all the same. But how did you do it, Bean? Her father asked, his eyes twinkling with curiosity. Bean. The word sparked a rush of happiness in her heart. He had always called her Bean. It had never made any sense to her. But that's just the kind of things dads say sometimes. At least, that's the kind of thing her dad said. I... Silverbell tried to recall anything about herself, or how she'd gotten there, too overwhelmed by the victory. I did it with my friends. And turning back over her shoulder, she looked to where Louis, Tico, and Poem stood. Your friends! Her mother turned to look as well, and then her father. And in turn, the whole crowd of music makers were looking on the three faithful companions. Yeah, my friends. Silverbell smiled. I couldn't have done it without them. How wonderful. Her father lifted his fists in a joyous celebration. Well, come along, children. Let's give you the grand tour. Her mother called to the others in a tone that could only be described as motherly. There's so very much to see and so very much to catch up on. Without an objection or question, Louis, Tico, and Poem ran to Silverbell's side, ready to see what this new world had in store. They had, of course, all been to the finale theater before, in the other world, in the real world. But here, in the world of the music makers, the pit, as they called it, it was less than a temple. Sweeping architecture blended in with buzzing liveliness, and music was free to exist again. Well, this is the theater proper. Her father introduced proudly. Think of it as a town square, her mother elaborated. We come here to socialize, unwind, barter goods and services. 
We even tied a tree to the ceiling to make it feel like we're outdoors, since there is no outdoors in the pit. Her father added. Silverbell looked up to see that there was, in fact, a massive evergreen lording over them like a green piney chandelier. The price of living in a pit, I guess. Tico commented with a laugh. It's true. Silverbell's mother confirmed with a wistful sigh. But we are safe, and that's worth the price of trees. We're safe? Louie asked, looking between Silverbell's parents hopefully. Of course you're safe. Her mother turned and looked down upon Louie with kindness and care, laying a reassuring hand upon his shoulder. The pit is the safest place in the world because it's outside the world, she promised him. Louie smiled and went back to gazing on the finale theater in all its glory. Moving up onto the edge of the stage, the six of them paused to watch Kai and Ty work their piano magic. Hello, Kai, called Silverbell's father. Hello, Ty, called Silverbell's mother. The pianists turned their gaze and flashed two brilliant smiles at the smiths as they continued to play away on the massive black instrument. Kai's hands danced between Ty's, and Ty's hands danced between Kai's, and together the two boys made magical music on the same set of keys. Hi, Wolfie, Kai called. Hi, Costanza, Ty replied. And hi, Silverbell. They said in unison as they played the same melody in separate octaves with a merry flick of their fingers and wrists. Hello, Silverbell said timidly, probably the first timid thing she had ever done in her entire life. Yet here in the presence of such talent and wonder, she couldn't help but feel a little shy. Nice violin you've got there, said Ty, or perhaps it was Kai. Perhaps you'd like to play with us sometime, suggested Kai, or perhaps it was Ty. Yeah. Sometime, Silverbell said with an anxious smile. She could never imagine having such skill as the twins. But right now, I'm on a tour, Silverbell deflected quickly. Next time, then. Ty or Kai said with a grin. You know where to find us, said Kai or Ty with a wink. Right this way, Silverbell's father gestured on. There's so much more to see, Silverbell's mother promised. And on they went. Silverbell's mother had not been lying. There was indeed so much more to see. The finale theater was massive. Beyond the stage, there was a sprawling backstage, with large spaces in the wings that had been transformed from a place where sets and props and other theater hardware might have lived, to a sort of cafe, where music makers were sitting down for tasty-looking meals. A burly man was cranking at a tune on a heavy barrel organ, creating beautiful streams of light that danced from the instrument to each of the tables, eagerly awaiting food. Good evening, Gustav! Silverbell's mother offered a friendly wave as they walked on their way. Did you see who found us? Silverbell's father showed off his daughter proudly, lifting her up and in a twirl with ease. Oh, what a joy! The burly Gustav cheered as he cranked away on his barrel organ. Time for a celebratory meal, Silverbell, he asked her, gesturing to an open table with his free hand. That's okay, Silverbell thanked him a little awkwardly. She wasn't really feeling hungry, just overwhelmed. Maybe later. See you at dinner time. Gustav cheered heartily. Silverbell smiled and nodded. The whole place, which once had had a singular purpose as a performance venue, had now been decked out to the nines. In what used to be the catwalk, there was a gymnasium, and in what used to be the box office, there was a cozy little library, and there was even a small petting zoo in what used to be the stage manager's office. But the rehearsal rooms were still rehearsal rooms, and music was still music, and it was everywhere. Wow! Silverbell exclaimed with amazement after they had left behind the hot tub precariously placed in the technical booth. You really do have everything. No, Silverbell, her father said, stopping in his tracks quite dramatically. We have everything. 
Now that you're here... Her mother finished the sentiment with another glorious hug. Silverbell smiled in the grasp of the snuggle. What an odd word to hear. They continued on with their tour to the last stop, exiting the main theater space through a side door on stage left, and entered into a long, narrow hallway with long, narrow doors and a long, narrow staircase winding up and up the long, narrow hallway to more long, narrow doors on the ascending, long, narrow floors. Welcome to the residences, Silverbell's mother announced as they headed to the staircase. These all used to be dressing rooms back when the finale theater was just a theater, her father told them. But now it's a neighborhood, her mother continued. And these are the homes, her father explained as they passed doors all labeled with little numbers like little address signs. And this is us, he declared, jogging up to the second door on the second floor excitedly. To be... Her mother read the number on the door. Won't you all come in for tea? And so they all went into 2B for tea.